these. So these are where the questions come from. This yeah. is where it stems from. This is what makes it fun. I mean, it's worth it to not get caught for murder. Welcome back to Creepy Campfire, your source for all things strange, the unexplainable, the infamous, and the mysterious. Here are your hosts, Jordan and Ryan. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Ryan. Uh, not a whole lot. It's, you know, working. Uh, thankfully, again, we're back. We're, it feels like back to square one. Um, but thankfully, I still have a job. And besides that, life is pretty much the same. Yeah. <laughs> Just been chilling at, chilling at home. Taking it easy. I'm wearing a mask. <laughs> How about you? Getting bored out of my mind. Yeah? Yeah. Video games don't sound fun right now. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to play the new Last of Us that came out. I haven't even bought it yet. Oh, so good. I, yeah, I'm just kind of bored. And, it, like, I want to do, like, outdoor projects to make my yard nice mm-hmm. to hang out outside since that's the only outside I'm seeing. But I don't have the money for it. So I'm just bored. <laughs> <laughs> kind of stuck? Yep. Like, luckily, I got my all the fishing stuff I need. Mm-hmm. So like it's not like I need to re up on any of that, and I can still go fish, and that's fine. But that's about all I got. Yeah. And cooking. Fish and cooking. A lot of baking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you make anything recently? I made a honey vanilla pie. Ooh. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah, it was. Um, Is it like a custardy kind of. Kind thing, of, or? kind of like custard, but a little more on the caramely end of mm-hmm. things. Okay. It's yeah. Next time we all have dinner, I'll make one. Okay, that sounds good. It's been a hit. I'm gonna hold you to that. That's fine. <laughs> um, so yeah, just a lot of baking and working and working and working and working. Trying to figure out new hobbies. <sighs> no, I don't need new. I because I got to a point where I had way too many. Uh huh. And I had to scale them down. So I'm trying to not do that. I'm trying to keep them where they're at and just actually do them. Yeah. Like but, this one. This is a lifestyle, Jordan. This is a lifestyle, but it's true. It's it's become more than a hobby. That's for sure. A year and a half in, we're... God, a year and a half? No, more than that. We are a month away from our two-year mark. No! End of August is when we started it. God, when did we do our year episode? God, last August? Seriously? Last August. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I guess that one. Wow. This last year has been... Mm-hmm. Crazy? crazy? 2020 is not the it's... year vision? No. <laughs> No, it's it's flying by though. But surprisingly, it's the, yeah, yeah. But we're going to do what we can to keep it fun for you guys. Yeah. And speaking of the anniversary episode coming up, I mentioned it before. I want your listener stories. Please. So, where can they send send them to, Jordan? Well, hit me up on Instagram. I'm sure that's what where the majority of them would come in. Creepy Campfire Podcast Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can send. Uh, you can post links there. You can just. You can message me there. You can. We can contact there, and then you can email us if, mm-hmm. if there's. You know, if you don't know which way to go about it. Yep. However you want to do it. They can. And yeah. if uh, if if you got something that might not fit in the DMs, or you just don't want to talk to Jordan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah if, I guess, if, Ry, if Ry is your guy, <laughs> then hit us up at the email, creepycampfirepodcast at gmail.com. 
mm-hmm. send us in. Uh, we, we can just read your story. We can keep you anonymous if you want. Um, if you want to record a little something on your phone and send it to us, that'd be amazing. We'll yeah. play that on the air. Um, if Maybe we can even have a conversation because we're not doing much else right now. Right. So Get live on the air with yeah. some people. Uh, but so come, cool. come to your anniversary. I want enough stories to make it a full-length listener story episode. So I need those in. So get on it. If not, we'll be upset. I'll be very upset. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Because we have the listeners. We just don't have the feedback yet. Yeah. Hey, guys. Just jumping in real fast, letting you know. We've actually, since recording this episode, extended that date for you guys to get your stories into us. Instead of doing it as an anniversary special, we're going to save it up for the big day of the year for this Halloween. So remember, get those into us by i'd say beginning of october and we'll get you on there thank you well you know what what it is jordan we we've reached that point now where people just think we're stars and we're untouchable yeah they're scared to talk to us don't be scared yeah there's no barrier guys like we're just normal (laughs) people they put my put my legs on my legs on my legs on one pant at a time okay and i'm leaving that in to prove that we are regular people (laughs) No, we are not big-headed. We do not have Some Joe Schmoes. famous com- complexes. We No, it's a God complex, okay? No. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, send those in to us. So without any other housekeeping, I guess we should probably get into it. This is yours. This is mine. So we are doing doppelgangers. Okay. Doppelgangers? Yes. So before we get into instances of doppelgangers and pretty much the fun part of why you're here mm-hmm. um i think we should talk about what doppelganger means where, yeah. where it came from the idea of it blah okay cool doppelganger is a german word in origin meaning and this is according to webster's dictionary a apparition or double of a living person now it's a combination word like i said it's german in origin Doppel, the first part of it, is translated as double, and ganger is walker. So it literally means okay. double walker. Cool. But that was the Webster's definition. Is, so, it, like, is it hyphen? Is it doppel hyphen ganger? No. No. one. Just straight up one? Yep. Gotcha. ganger. So that's, that struck me automatically as a little weird. Double walker? Yeah. I don't know. Just the choosing of those two seems odd in itself. Some German traditions view it more of an evil twin rather than a supernatural being. I was going to say, I thought that like in past past tense, it was a little bit more, uh, there was a little bit more of a negative connotation on. Yeah. Yeah. So previously before, pretty much before, I don't know, current pop culture. So like the social media age where pictures are everywhere. So you yeah. can compare everything mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Before then, it was more of an evil thing. Nowadays, it's just like, oh, yeah, so-and-so looked like you. That's your doppelganger. Yeah. Like, it's just what it is in today's vernacular. Yeah, Cassie says I have a doppelganger that comes in our store all the time. Oh, yeah. Like, how often? (laughs) (laughs) So, right, right. Yeah. (laughs) He knows your time. Right, right? Yeah, seriously. No. She's even, yeah, she's talked to him. She's been like, she's mistaken him for me before. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. How many free coffees has that guy got? Right? I don't know. (laughs) None, I hope. So the first known usage of the word was in 1796 by author Jean-Paul in his book Seibenkos. Sorry, German listeners. Oh, he uses uh, a character Seibenkos and Leibgeber. I'm real sorry. 
and live <laughs> live the l dude was was cyben doppelganger okay um which he actually has a footnote to define in the book i was going to read this and i still am actually i put it in google translate all right so here's my attempt at german you ready for this Mm-hmm. the first ones didn't count <laughs> Das ist der Namvon Menschen, die which translates to, it's the name, or the name for people who see themselves. Okay. So that's the words creator saying it's the people who see themselves. It's an Pretty vague. Intention. Yeah. So in the book, you actually saw a twin, so that's the reference for it, but the it's pretty vake still. Yeah. You know, just seeing you yourself, see yourself, period. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and we have a story of that coming up. Okay. Yep. Cool. So in, in a description of the wedding in the first chapter of the book, the food is so delicious and abundant that, quote, not only was one course served, but also a second doppelganger. So it was used to describe a lot of seconds throughout the book regardless. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was a thematic thing that he was trying to do. I don't even know if thematic is a word. Um, no, it is. Yeah. But he made doppelganger a word, so I can make thematic a word. So he, <laughs> so he created the word for this book, mm-hmm. and then just sprinkled it all over the book. Not a ton, but a little bit. Okay. A little bit. Um, Shove doppelganger down your throat. Yeah. So while the term itself is relatively young, the concept of evil doubles and twins runs deep in human beliefs. Mm-hmm. The Egyptians believed in something called ka, which translates to spirit double. There's even a tale from Egyptians, uh, from the Egyptian view of the Trojan War, where Ka of Helen, who was a beautiful woman said to be born of the gods, was carried away to Troy and forced into marriage, causing the Trojan War. So, Hmm. interesting. I thought that the Trojan War was even in, like, there was an Egyptian side to that. Yeah. But cool to see the the, the blending of things. Get some of your timelines kind of intersect there. That's cool. But there's evil doubles have went back a long time. It's not anything new. Evil twin. Everybody yeah. knows the story of the evil twins, and there's there's things like that going back. Um, especially Egyptian. There's lots of stories of just twins specifically. There's a good and the bad. You've got the idea of yin and yang. Um, like there's there's a good and a bad. That idea is pretty old. Yeah, that's always how they would like lay it out too is if there ever was that situation there would be one you know there would be a hero and a you know there would always be a a worse a Mm -hmm. worse one worse twin one thing i did find is a lot of times though it is like you don't it's not typical for there to be like an exact duplicate Mm -hmm. and that's where i think doppelganger goes a little more specific into that now nowadays when you talk about at least in the evil context seeing your doppelganger or someone else's it there's a couple things that it can mean so we'll we'll go into that next okay um so all the stuff i got on john paul's book just to source everything that was not gonna lie that was wikipedia but i checked the sources on there so suck it (laughs) Uh, this one um is from bustle so eight creepy doppelganger superstitions that'll make you hope you never met your double okay so seeing your doppelganger is an omen of death. And this one we have a specific story on. Um, most widely known myth about doppelgangers is that they're an omen of death. 
According to both English and German folklore, seeing your doppelganger often means you will death will soon follow, even more so if you see them more than once. Ooh. This idea is backed up by the many stories throughout time that have told tales where someone died shortly after seeing their do- doppelganger. Hmm. Is that a pretty prevalent story arc? That, I mean, as far as like doppelgangers go, is that like a? I mean, I guess so. That's. It is. I mean, it's hard to tell because I mean, you died. At yeah. Short, like. <laughs> yeah. So you had a pretty short window to be like, I mean, it was weird. I was outside and I saw myself walk across the street. I'd be crazy to see a doppelganger of yourself more than once within a short span, though. But I think that's really hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, to see, because you ever been around some friends and they're like, yeah, um, Robbie looks just like you, Jordan. Yeah. And you're like, me and Robbie don't look. Anything, anything yeah. to everybody <laughs> else they see it but to you you're like ah, mm-hmm. no um and sometimes you'll lend like a little bit of credibility but you're like that's definitely not anything close to a twin like that's not, no no and part of that is our predisposition to see patterns mm-hmm. it's just a thing that people have so we'll see the things that look alike and be like yeah you're like 80 percent there like, yeah. yeah you and jordan are the same no 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 <laughs> You got a lot of same stuff in the face there. Yeah, and we'll go into the details of like face structure and, and things like that a little later, but keep that under your hat. Okay. So number two, doppelgangers give malicious advice. Doppelgangers are generally seen as bad omen, even if they don't specifically mean death. Many have always believed that doppelganger is basically an evil twin. They supposedly attempt to proposally give you bad advice in a malicious way. They might want to plant sinister ideas in their victims' minds. According to ancient pages, one of the earliest references to this idea is found in the Zervanite branch of Zorna, Zor, mm, I'm gonna do this. Zoroastrianism. There we go. Hey, I, yeah, that's the right one. I've heard people talk about that. <laughs> so I did that. Is uh, that like a, um, like I, a following, like a belief system? It's like complicated. It's, a, uh, it's super old. Yeah. Um. And it's complicated. It's so it's a cult. Look that up. <laughs> the site ancient pages that they sorted this from, they quoted them saying, In this cosmological model, the twins Ahura Mazda and Angra Manu were co eternal representatives of good and evil. Which is like what we were saying before is a lot of ancient cultures had this duality mm-hmm. going on in the same embodiment, same imagery. But then it mirrors you. Exactly. Yeah. So number three, if someone else sees your doppelganger, it means you might be very sick. You're not off the hook if someone else spots your doppelganger. Linda Derry, a site director at the old Cahaba, why did I pick this? (laughs) Cahaba Ghost Town in Alabama and curator of folklore originating from that region told Atlas Obscura, if someone else saw your doppelganger, it could mean that you could be very ill. I just want to say... They had to go through like a six-person sort sourcing. This person that talked to this person that talked to this person, who's supposedly an expert, said that if someone else sees it, it means you're sick. <laughs> I don't know about that one. I don't know about that either. Uh, bustle, what you doing there? Yeah, I mean, I'm not sick. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if this guy really looks anything like me, but I don't know. I don't know. You ever been told you have a do- doppelganger? Uh uh-uh. uh No. Okay. No. I'm going to keep my eyes open. <laughs> I've had a lot of people say that people look alike, and they're not very attractive people, so that makes me feel bad. What? So, I'm like, that guy is not good looking at all. We're said, not naming names. 
I'm not naming names <laughs> on here. <laughs> Number four, your doppelganger is a ghostly double that lived before you. This one, I don't know. Hmm. Other ancient myths say that doppelganger is an ass- essentially a ghost double of you who lived before you do, which is very creepy to think about, they say. Mm-hmm. To me, that doesn't make sense, so I'm not creeped out yet. It comes from Norse mythology, and the doppelganger is there called a vard, hmm, vardager, but it's got the O with the slash through it. Because it's all, Norse. All the different regions right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't even know what the O with the slash, how you pronounce that, but Vardogger is what I'm going yeah, with. Yeah, I don't know either. I'm country. Leave me alone. <laughs> they, again, far off. they again cite ancient pages um, saying that stories of Vardogger describes incidents that are basically deja vu in reverse, where a spirit with the subject's footsteps, voice, scent, or appearance, and overall demeanor precedes them in a location or activity resulting in the witness believing they've seen or heard the actual person before the person physically arrives. Okay, so that makes sense then. So we're not talking like two, your actual ghost split, but something was there that was just like you, and it might not have been something they saw, but it could have been your smell, it could have been a sound, mm-hmm. something like that. Which makes sense. Am I, have you ever been doing something by yourself and you've heard something? Like I don't, I'll, your wife call you? Yeah. And she's not even home. Yeah. And it's like, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you hear stuff that, or, well, I mean, even see stuff, essentially, but that uh, isn't there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost like you're, I mean, that feels almost like you're imprinting something on, like, a timeline, kind of, like a, like if something is there before you, and then you show up, or if you go and do it, and then somebody's reminded of you after. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's... Have you ever went anywhere and someone was like, I thought you were just here, and you're like, no, I'm just getting here. Actually, I have. Yeah. Strangely enough. Now that I'm thinking about yep. it. Yeah. I talk trash on this one, but it's... The more we talk about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess if you... It depends on the context you're putting it in. Mm-hmm. For sure. But. Usually it was like a work thing. Yeah. I'd show up and they were like, oh, I thought you were already here. Like, I saw... I thought I saw you do this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, nope. And like, I, just, I just showed up. I just, yep. just got here. Yeah. Yeah. No, Totally. All right, so Vardogger, I'm liking it. So, number five, it could mean it is your spirit double. According to ancient Egyptian myths, this is going back to kind of what I said before, um, doppelganger is basically the same as Ka. A Ka is thought of as a spiritual double born in everyone. When someone dies, their spiritual double lives on as long as they have somewhere to live, usually that person's body. This is why the Egyptians mummify their dead. If they kept the body from decomposing, that meant the spiritual double had somewhere to live. But if the body decayed, the spiritual double would die, and the deceased would lose their chance at eternal life. Oh, so this is also supposed to be the thing that potentially shepherds you to wherever you're going to go? If you can't maintain it? That's yeah. That's an interesting take. In, in, it, Egyptian mythology is interesting. It's, yeah. I, I loved it as a kid. Which it's is, complicated, though. <laughs> it's very complicated. And, like, I don't know how it works for the normal person. For royalty, I do. Yeah. But I don't know if, like, Joe Schmo, who was selling, like, essential oils, mm-hmm. you know? Because, yeah, I don't think... Uh, mummification was, like, a preservation thing amongst higher-tiered... I don't think everybody was mummified. Well, I think they might have been to a degree. Oh, but, well, what? Potentially everybody? At any... Potentially, yeah. Political rank or whatever? You're in a very dry environment, so True. it's not hard to keep somebody, like, essentially turn somebody into jerky. Um, yeah. 
for lack of a better way to put that. For sure. But, <laughs> but I, I mean, I think it was just how they did it. But as far as, like, the jars of organs and all that kind of stuff that they would do for royalty, I'm not sure. Late plug. Uh-huh. Moses Family Jerky. <laughs> not human jerky. Not mummified flavor. 100% not human. And delicious. Unless you buy on Halloween. Delicious flavors. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> then, who knows? It's a mixed bag. Oh, man. <laughs> So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I, I kind of want to cross-reference that. I should have done that prior, but we're here. I, I can, <laughs> I can see it a little bit. Ka, I definitely like have heard of as like your spirit double, mm-hmm. and I know that when you do pass on, like you, I believe there's an uh, might be Anubis. There's some god that weighs your heart against a feather, and if your heart weighs more than the feather, then the, Got a lot of bad stuff weighing it down. Okay. Because if you're you're lighthearted, heavy heart, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. So then you can move on and get in your boat. Because I know there's a boat that takes you to the other side. That is whimsical. There's <laughs> there's a lot to it though. There's so much to it. I'm not doing it justice, but we're gonna move on. Number no, okay. six. That's another day. <laughs> yeah. It's your evil double from the underworld. There is a Native American myth that said doppelganger is basically your evil double from the underworld. Native American myths say that there is an upper world and an underworld. The good people live in the upper world and the evil in the under, in case you're curious. The Hopi legend refers to twins called the child of the sun and child of the water. Hopi also believed that whatever is happening in the upper world, the opposite happened in the underworld. Okay. And I believe the so the, the sun, obviously, the upper, child, children of the water, under. Yeah. Number seven. Even a portrait doppelganger can be a bad omen. Even a what? Portrait doppelganger today it's pretty common to find old portraits and paintings of someone who looks exactly like the living person Mm -hmm. now think super old portraits of a person just looks like a celebrity i think i've seen this with um help me out super bad seth Seth rogan michael sarah michael sarah michael sarah i've seen pictures of that um but there's yeah i know i think there's been like a couple cases really Mm -hmm. like old civil war stuff or yep yep or even farther yeah so this isn't a great sign either, apparently. The Canelos Indians of South America hated portraiture and photography because they believed the pictures captured the soul of the person. And this is still a belief today. Because many cultures see portraiture as a representation of the soul, they believe that the soul pictures becomes the double. So that picture captures that soul. So even if you see that, and so you're, you're still seeing a, a soul double? I don't know. Then that dips into, like, do you believe in reincarnation? Because then that's how it would be the same, I guess? Yeah. Or is it saying that... Are the, did, does that go hand-in-hand hand with, the, like, the like the photography stealing your soul kind of thing? Okay, so, like, if are they saying that once your picture's been taken, then this duplicate is made of you? Or, or maybe that, it only takes a part of it. Or, like, a part of you is lost in that mm-hmm. picture, and then that, I don't know. I, I suppose that could go. That could go any number of ways. And finally, it's a sign of an alternate universe. According to Supernatural magazine, there's one more theory that doppelgangers could represent a parallel universe in which everything in this world is replicated in another dimension. I vote for that one. <laughs> Seeing the doppelganger could be a moment when we're able to witness the other dimension, aka the veil is thin. Hashtag the veil is thin. In fact, Columbia University physicist Brian Green, author of the book The Hidden Reality, Parallel Universes and the Deep Laws of the Cosmos, 
says that we all have doppelgangers. I like that. I like that last one a lot. <laughs> <laughs> is it just because nothing bad happens with that one? Kind of, yeah. Other no, than the veils thin between universes, and what if it rips and then in both collide and destroy each other? No, that would be bad. No, <laughs> we don't want, we don't want a Spider-Verse situation. But um, I feel like... I feel like most of the time that I've heard about potential sightings of people that look like one another, it's not usually far from. So if somebody tells you that they saw somebody that looks just like you, even if they don't know you, they're probably, you're probably around that person somewhat consistently enough for them to take stock in your face and then look for that in somebody else. Mm -hmm. But so, so that means like probably proximity wise, you're pretty close. Um, That if, there is a thin veil and alternate universes and there's potentially mirrors ours if we wouldn't be somewhat close to the same proximity anyways so that if that if that veil was that thin and they saw somebody like that it wouldn't be out of the normal area or circumstances that you would potentially see how they would mistake you for like if they saw somebody that looked like you in a supermarket that's nearby them mm-hmm. but you're at home mm-hmm. like that it's not that uncommon if they're I feel like most of the time it's close to home. That's okay. what I'm saying. Yeah. You know? So not like somebody in India saw yeah. somebody look like me. Exactly. Yeah. But your person is, you know, in your neighborhood that close. Then you go into like, okay, is it one parallel universe or is there an infinite amount of parallel universes? Because if there's an infinite amount of them, then there's a me in every building everywhere. Yeah. There's there's so much. There's so much. There's so much. And like it's not a comic Which book. I've, I've, I think I've talked about I'm pretty sure I've talked about it on here. I used to be like, yeah, parallel universes. I'm kind of on board with that. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, I don't think I am. I'm, like I said, I'm pretty sure I talked about that. How I feel about that. It's it's only a fun... I, I would be wishful thinking. I, it is, I and it makes sense in some aspects. Or like it seems like it would tie things in a nice bow. And it's not that it really makes any difference in your life. Like, not that... I mean, unless we yeah well, exactly yeah <laughs> we haven't we haven't gotten there i would be it just takes one super villain that would be the day yeah i know <laughs> i know no <laughs> okay so this is from um globalnews.ca so your dopp they just say your doppelganger exists according to science here's why okay pretty bold throw me throw me some facts throw me throw them throw them at me so michael shehan an assistant professor of neurobiology and behavior at Cornell University says it is. He concluded in a recent study that our faces have evolved due to an importance of individuality of our species. He says, think about it. You walk down a street and you see a multitude of faces. How many look the same? Now take a walk in a park and look at squirrels. Can you really tell them apart? He says, quote, humans are really phenomenally diverse, but you don't see that in other species. I wonder, though, is that just because we aren't a squirrel? Well, I mean... Or did they capture to... 50 squirrels and measure out their faces? Well, that's Cause they a go, good question. Because they go into <laughs> it and they measure out your face itself mm-hmm. to show the distinctions. I wonder... I don't, But I don't know if they did that on the opposite side with, like, squirrels, for example. Because you... That's interesting because I, f- I don't know. I feel like it's... I think it depends on your familiarity with with what you're looking at i suppose because uh yeah. not to not to throw like yeah you know, stereotypes or anything like that mm-hmm. but like you know you go anywhere else in the world and you've people are like all of this certain demographic look alike look alike yeah yeah mm-hmm. like, and no matter who you are like you go anywhere and you people mm-hmm. say that about different people so and you hear 
a friend of yours of that demographic talk about that yeah. and you're like no I can give you 15 ways that me and so and so are different exactly yeah. and it's like you're just not used to looking at that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. totally so maybe that I don't know And that, yeah so I was wondering that as well but they go into it they say our faces essentially evolved for this purpose um, but they but Shehan compares our face to a Rubik's Cube and says it's like a Rubik's Cube you can get a lot of variation however there's sort of a numbers game to it Though our features vary more than any other animal, our genes do not. In fact, we aren't that genetically diverse, so eventually the numbers would dictate that certain features resembling yours would randomly combine. But that doesn't mean that they're an exact duplicate of you. Mm -hmm. Um, They might have the same smile, same color eyes, but when you look closer, you spot that something isn't quite exact between the two. Subtle differences, yeah. Right. I could see that. So then that's when they go into it and they start talking about what I mentioned earlier about how somebody might look alike. Mm-hmm. And they're similar, but not exactly alike, and it's their perception versus yours. Yeah. But in a lot of the doppelganger stories, we're not talking about somebody saw yours. A lot of the instances, it's using your own. So, yeah, there, it's just it's a numbers game. There's there's only so many genetic... I mean, over 7 billion people, you would... Well, that's 7 billion people today. Yeah. That's not even counting everyone that's yeah. died, all of that. So it, it makes, makes sense. sense, yeah, that there's only so many combinations. Scientifically, mathematically, even. Yeah, yeah. But like you were saying earlier, what's the odds of that happening also in the same area? True. Which I will say I have found there was a plethora of links, if you're curious about it, of like... I can't, there was one in, in particular, I think BuzzFeed might have done it, where it was like 300 people that met their doppelganger, and there's like selfies of them like they're on a trip. Hmm. And they met their person, like, on a plane or something. Okay. So, like, that does happen. I'm not going to sit here and poo-poo it. Like, yeah. it, it does happen. But y'all came here for the stories. So let's get into the stories. So back over to Bustle. We're going to talk about four creepy doppelgangers that they found. We're going to go big on the first one. Okay. Mr. Abraham Lincoln. Oh. Because what didn't happen to Abraham Lincoln? What What didn't happen to him? Yeah. What do you mean? It just a lot happened to the dude. Did you oh know that his yeah. wife was, she believed in the mystics and in the other side, spiritual, spiritual hoo-ha? Uh, I did not, but it doesn't surprise me. Apparently there was something with her too. Like, I, I don't know. I think she had some, some mental difficulties that yeah. she was trying to work with. And I know it may, it was a problem for, for people at times, especially back then when they didn't know how to diagnose mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Well, he seems like he was a pretty open-minded guy in general, so uh, doesn't seem like too much would deter him. Did you know he's the, I think he's the second most written about person ever? Ever? Ever. Again, not a surprise. Jesus, I think, is number one, and he is number two, very closely number two. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he's, he did big things. Things nobody else, well, has done. And we're going we're gonna to take a page out of one of those books about his doppelganger experience. There's one well-known documented report of a doppelganger sighting, and it was from former President Abraham Lincoln, who claims to have seen his doppelganger reflected in a mirror on the night he was first elected to office. Quote, Looking in the glass, I saw myself reflected nearly at full length. But my face, I noticed that two separate and distinct images, the tip of the nose of one being about three inches apart from the tip of the other. I was a little bothered, but the illusion vanished, end quote, wrote Lincoln's friend. 
So this was, oh, journalist Noah Brooks, as he transcribed Lincoln's words in his book, Washington in Lincoln's Time. Quote, on lying down again, I saw it a second time, plainer, if possible, than before. And then I noticed that one of the faces was a little paler, say five shades than the other. So he saw himself two twice. Twice. So he saw himself in the mirror, mm-hmm. and not just like one reflection. It was like, um, it was like a weird offset because he said the nose was three inches from one another. So there's, so the tip of one nose from the tip of another person adjacent to it was three inches. Okay. So it was like a weird shadowy effect. Almost like a blur. Uh-huh. Blurred himself. Almost, yeah. Interesting. And okay. then he lays down and sees it again above him. So it's weird. It's almost like he's separating in the mirror, and then it's fully separated by the time he's laying down. Hmm. I never heard of that. It's strange. So while Lincoln may have found the phenomenon strange, his wife interpreted it as an omen of tragedy to come. According to the retelling, she alleged, allegedly read his vision to say that he would indeed be elected for a second term of presidency, hence his visage, visage appearing to him doubled on the night of the election, but that the sickly, ghastly appearance of his double signified that he wouldn't live through the second term. And hmm. we know that kind of went down that way. So is that, well, I can't say is that someone looking back and then calling it because she said that prior to events happening, but... yeah. Yeah, they were, you know, some people are just more, I don't know. Somehow, more in tune. Yeah. But in tune with what? Like, that's, 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 that's the, the question. Thing. That's the question. It's interesting. I might have an answer for that, but I don't know if everyone will agree with my answer with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. That's the, that's the great debate, right? Yeah. Interesting enough. So that's Mr. Lincoln. Now we're going to move on to the double of Emily Sage think it's sage there's two e's one has like a little accent mark above it sage uh, i'm sorry we're gonna yeah we're gonna go with sage <laughs> i mean i, I like herbs <laughs> while many reports of doppelganger sightings involve a person seeing his or her own double in this case young emily sage doppelganger was apparently visible to everyone but her Sage was a school teacher in latvia in the mid 1800s she was a good school teacher that's debatable well liked <laughs> again depends on who you're asking yeah, i'm sure but had an odd track record of reportedly having 18 different teaching positions in just 16 years see what i'm saying after hearing the reported accounts of supernatural twin entity that followed her about it's easy to think and make a judgment by why sounds like pink slips were going around back then like they are now it sounds like what <laughs> pink slips at the oh, schools oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> According to Vice, in a piece originally published on, on Broadly, students at the school where Sage taught began to see two of her. As she wrote on the blackboard, a second Mrs. Sage, Mrs. Sage appeared in front of the... I'm not even drinking tonight, guys. <laughs> a, second Mrs., a second Mrs. Sage appeared in front of the class, mimicking the teacher's movements. Quote from Vice, One evening, as Sage ate in the dining hall, it appeared again, mirroring her actions once more. At one point, it was even noted that Sage's double sat down in a chair at the head of the classroom, staring straight toward the children, while the real Sage was in the school garden. She apparently never saw her own double. It's reported that when the entity was present, the color would drain from her face and overcome her with fatigue. Her movements would become listless. 
Eventually, the school lets Sage go due to the disturbing presence of her double. That would suck. Right. That your goat, like... They didn't even do anything. Because apparently it followed her around, at least, from, from Jabba Jab. Yeah. Yeah. So it followed her around. Mm. But she would be, yeah, she'd be out in the garden, like, just making sure the kids' tomatoes or peas were growing right. and Her creepy underself is sitting there at people. in the room, just, like, <laughs> all drained and lifeless. Well, no, she was the drained and lifeless one. So it's like when this thing was around, it was draining her. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Even more interesting. Yep. That's no that that one. I've heard that story before. They should have caught her. It's a. There's more. I mean, there kind of is more about it. That's a good summation of it. But it's weird because, like I said, this one, it wasn't just like one person saw it. There's we got a whole classroom of kids that saw it. The whole faculty that fired her over it multiple times. It, there's a lot of witnesses to that one. It sounds almost like standalone. Unless we, uh, what? I don't know what standalone is. No, I just mean like that. Oh. It's just that it, it's kind of its own situation. If there's if everybody else can see this and she can't, but it's actually affecting her physically. Yeah, but it might be just the choosing of when this thing came out, which then lends to what is this thing? Right. Is it mischievous? Is it an evil spirit? Yeah. Because it wasn't like she was ever looking in a mirror and saw it. It was always messing with her and mimicking her. But in front of other people. Right. Interesting. <laughs> Showing her true colors. <laughs> <laughs> so then we got Catherine the Great's Deathly Omen. Catherine the Great, otherwise known as Empress of Russia throughout the 18th century and the longest ruling female leader in the country's history, had a haunting and, as it turns out, possibly sinister encounter with a doppelganger. Okay. Haunting and sinister encounter, I feel like that's pretty synonymous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on, Bustle. A little redundant. A little redundant. That's okay. It's all right. We're not here to judge. So Catherine the Great saw her doppelganger shortly before her death in in 1796, which, if I remember right, yes, is the same year that that book from Jean-Paul came out, 1796. Okay. Where doppelganger was first used. So according to reports, Catherine's servants woke her frantically one night after seeing her visage plainly as day sitting silently in her throne room. Confused, Catherine accompanied them back to the throne room only to find her double sitting on the throne plain as day. Catherine reportedly ordered her servants to shoot the doppelganger. But just a week later, Catherine died suddenly of a stroke. Is it possible her double appeared to her as a deathly omen? foreshadowing events to come so did they straight up kill this thing without asking questions i suppose that's where it ends and i want to know more i yeah. want to know did this thing die did it vanish why did you guys shoot first ask questions later well it's, it's, it's sitting on the throne you, you can't tolerate that stuff true but yeah i mean did it like dissipate or did it, did it that's what i want to know it doesn't say the... and i guess that makes it like them shooting it being like foreshadowing of the stroke her yeah. getting shot mm-hmm. metaphorically so then the future self of Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. I don't know if I said Goethe right, but I had the foresight to know Johann, not Johann. That sounded, yeah. <laughs> so they, start. they finished their, for, their list of four, but don't worry, we got more than four for you. Johann Wolfgang, a well-known German poet and politician, apparently encountered his double while riding on horseback, home from spending time with his beloved future wife. Mm-hmm. Riding in the opposite direction on the same road, quote, I saw not with he eyes of the body, but with those of the mind. 
my own figure coming towards me on horseback, and on the same road, attired in a suit which I had never worn, wrote Goethe in his autobiography. Quote, as soon as I shook my, myself out of the dream, the figurehead entirely disappeared. Although the encounter was brief, it was not forgotten. As eight years later, Goethe apparently found himself, by freak chance, riding along the same road to see his lover. Eight years a lover, not a wife? Hmm. Oh my god, man. <laughs> I love these little sassy bits. Just keep those in. <laughs> Wearing the exact same clothing that his doppelganger wore years prior. In this case, Goethe interpreted his encounter with a doppelganger to be a glimpse into the future, a sighting of his future self rather than a bad omen foreshadowing death or illness. And neither time you stopped to talk to yourself? Well, he said he said that, well, he only saw it once. The second time he realized, oh, shit, I'm wearing that suit that I oh, saw myself I wear. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So, but he didn't die after it. He just, it, it just, it, it came to fruition. So it might not have even been so much a doppelganger as in a separate physical entity, mm-hmm. as such a glimpse into the future. Thin veil. Hasht- almost, yeah, almost plays on that. Hashtag no veil. No veil. No veils. <laughs> he wasn't worried about veils at lover, not a wife. No. Yeah, no veils right now. I like those. I like those. Mm-hmm. Let's see what else we got going. I'm glad that there's like so many different things that supposedly come from these happenings mm-hmm. lots of different outcomes right but i don't know if that lends credibility it's hard to say like when you because there's so many different um circumstances yeah. or, or conclusions to it it's, it's kind of like how we talk about or at least i know i complain about origins of ghosts or what ghosts are quote tied to because mm-hmm. sometimes people say they're tied to an item because yeah. you got grandma's locket you're going to see it grandma's ghost where the locket is Sometimes people say it's a building, or sometimes mm-hmm. people say it's where they died. And what they are and how they interact with people like, change Like, how can regionally. it be all of these at the same time? I am i don't buy that. Yeah. Same thing with this. It's like, it can't be all of these things. I find it interesting. So we talk about how many, how many, like, I don't know, how many times that Rubik's Cube would have to be twisted for, like, another one of you to pop out. Mm-hmm. But a person meeting like straight up their doppelganger that no relation whatsoever mm-hmm. i'm wondering what the chances slash i don't know that's when i was I'm like does that does that happen for a purpose does that happen for a reason like what are the chances that you meet another you on the earth with seven billion other people mm-hmm. i mean you know however many i don't know that's crazy yeah what i started at least with two of these stories with lincoln and then then johan mm-hmm both of those, it wasn't an interaction. It was is more of a foreshadowing. Yeah. So that I'm leaning a little more toward that, but I've heard some really weird stories of um, individually, because um, like they didn't necessarily interact with their doppelgangers. They saw something, it was weird, and then it was gone. Yeah. But there's some stories of ones that of people that have interacted with doppelgangers. Yeah, those are weird because they're doing independent things of the person. We're going to talk about that now. Okay. These stories are from, it's from a website called Scary for Kids. Great, great, great. Right. <laughs> I'm with you. Now, Both. four the, more. These are all all stories of people. They're grown now, but it was when they were young. But I know that. There's a, a some theories floating around that kids 
the veil is still pretty thin for kids because mm-hmm. they tend to see and report things that are weirder that adults aren't seeing. Yeah. And even when they're in the same room. So that's – at first I was like, scary for kids, come on. But then I was like, well, maybe there's a little bit to that. I know, like all the horror movies where, like, the kid is the one with the, the only one in the room that sees mm-hmm. whatever the horrible entity is. Yeah. Yep, yep. So we're going to go into that. If your kid or your dog is really afraid of something, check it out. <laughs> check it out. So number one, I was the doppelganger. Hmm. One morning I was asleep in my bedroom when I was awakened by my brother yelling at me from downstairs and asking what I was doing. I got out of bed and went downstairs to see what he wanted. The moment he saw me coming down the stairs, his face went pale, and there was a look of shock and fear in his eyes. What's wrong, I asked. Just then, I heard the bathroom door at the end of the hallway slam shut. It was strange because there was only two... We were the only two in the house. My brother said he had just seen me walk by him less than a minute ago, and I had passed and given him a creepy smile. That was why he yelled at me and asked what I was doing. See, now that... Mm. He said I didn't pay any attention to him and just kept walking down the hallway. When he turned around, he saw me coming down the stairs and got the shock of his life. We ran down the hallway and checked the bathroom, but it was empty. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's what I'm talking... Those are the really crazy Mm -hmm. ones. Yeah. I don't know. Number two. Mom? 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 Oh, no. (laughs) One night when I was nine years old... I woke up around 3 a.m. and saw my mom standing in the doorway of my bedroom. Something wasn't quite right. You don't say. Something about her was off. She looked pale, almost see-through. And she was standing there in my doorway, staring at the wall. Mom? I asked in a worried voice. She started moving toward my my bed very, very slowly. And the whole time I kept asking, Mom? 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 But she never answered. When she finally reached the head of my bed, she reached out to me very, very slowly. And just as she was about to touch me, she suddenly vanished. I immediately freaked out and scrambled out of bed in a panic. I ran to my parents' room and opened the door and saw both of my parents lying in bed fast asleep. To this day, it still creeps me out when I remember that thing coming very slowly toward me. Hmm. Yeah. The vanished part of it... Now, I'm not one to call dream very often. But the vanished part of it does make me question dream. Yeah. Especially because of my as-of-late sleeping habits. What do you mean? They've been bad. They've just... I've always slept like... (laughs) They've been very bad recently. How so? So I don't sleep well. Mm Mm-hmm. I wake up consistently about four times a night. Excuse me, not to like pee or anything, just I just wake up. I'm a very light sleeper. The only times I sleep like heavy is like an afternoon nap. Yeah. I'll I'll sleep super heavy there. But nighttime and I don't have like a fear of the dark or anything. I just regular sleep, I don't sleep well. I talk in my sleep. That yeah, I've always done that too. Um sorry to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but lately I've been talking in my sleep but being awake while I do it, if that makes sense. So it's like I'm awake because I'm actually seeing the bedroom now. I'm talking like I'm talking in a dream, mm-hmm. and I know I'm in a dream, but th- th- I finished the sentence still. Like there was one recently of like, 
I saw a pretty bird's nest. And then that's when I like was starting to wake up and I could see the room. And I was like, oh, that's a really nice bird's nest. Cassandra would like this bird nest. Hey, babe, check out this bird's nest. That whole sentence, I knew I was awake, but I had to finish that sentence mm-hmm. and was awake while I did it. And was like, so it was like a, I faded awake, but it was weird. The, it's never been. Getting a little lucid? A little. Um, hmm. It's a little scary. So, like, I feel like the next step is seeing things. Well, let's hope it doesn't go that way. God, I hope not. Get I'm, some sleep, dude. I, I do. I, I've been actually better about it than I used to. I used to just roll on three hours of sleep. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're crazy. Now it's like six, so, I mean. That's better. Yeah. It's a start. <laughs> some nights. Yeah, deprivation will do. We'll do some crazy stuff. But that's the thing is I would sleep deprecate, deprivate, deprecate. De- de- deprivate. That one. Isn't deprecating pooping? No, that's defecate. Defecate. Sorry, deprecating. <laughs> well, God, that was stupid. It's, yeah. <laughs> so I, I would sleep deprive myself, though, for long, long stretches of time when I would start work at 3 a.m. or midnight. Mm-hmm. I would just, because I, I would hang out with people. And I'm like, I'm not sacrificing my social time. Not because I'm this big partier, but because I want to see my family. Yeah. And I'll get like two hours of sleep. Sometimes I wouldn't sleep at all. Just head straight into your shift. And that never happened to me before, so. Be careful with that. Yeah. But anyway, relating back to the story, I'm like, I feel like I was one step away from that happening you know mm-hmm. and like and when so just like i would finish the sentence and then wake like be 100 percent there but it was like like a loading bar yeah i feel like it was like that with this and she saw the mom and the mom didn't have a response and by the time the mom got to her she was gone so by that time she was fully awake yeah or he or she it doesn't define they they whatever the, cool your pronoun you prefer so number three the garage roof I was 10 years old and I was playing hide and seek with my older sister in the backyard. When I finished counting, I started to look for her. Really? You did? You didn't just go back inside and start watching TV? (laughs) That's how hide and seek works, man. Yep. I was surprised to find her crouching on the garage roof. She was just staring down at me and grinning from ear to ear. I thought it was strange and yelled at her to come down. She didn't move a muscle. She just stayed there, grinning down at me. Just then, I heard someone behind ask, Who are you talking to? I turned around to see my sister was standing there. To this day, I have no idea who or what was crouching on the garage roof. Our house is over 50 years old, and a long time ago, somebody apparently died in a fire in that garage. You can still see the burn marks in the old wood. Ooh. Ugh. So is that just a ghost mimicking his sister? I hate when, like, it's always a weird smile. Don't. Don't you try to lure me in. What's what's worse, a smile or a blank stare? Oh, God. Probably a smile, I think. The smile just seems less... I don't know. I think because it seems more calculated. Yeah, that's what... Yeah, yeah, that there's like... That there's intent behind it. I'm actually okay with it if it's more... Because then I can be like, okay, you're creepy and uh, you're intending something bad. But if yeah. you're just staring at me, like, I don't even know what to take from this. Mm-hmm. So then number four, the other me. Goosebumps. My friends and I spent the night in a haunted hotel. All right. It was the Congress. Oh, Congress Plaza. We talked about it. Okay. I, t- I take my, my expression back. <laughs> we <laughs> did. Have to give it, to give it a hard time? Yeah, I was. I was, I was like, come on. You're going to come out the gate calling it a haunted hotel? But it's yeah. Congress Plaza. We talked about that one. Is that the Chicago? That was Illinois Urban Legends, yeah. Up in Chicago. Yeah. 
There were three of us all together, myself and my two friends who were girls. We booked a twin room, and I slept in one bed, and they slept in the other. When we woke up in the morning, one of my friends was being really quiet. Her face was pale, and she was trembling. We asked her what was wrong, but she didn't want to tell us. After some coaxing, she said it was probably just a dream. I'm sure it was. It had to be a dream. She said she had woke up in the middle of the night. Her room was darkness. She saw me standing there in the dark. I was facing the wall and had my back to her so she couldn't see my face. She, she said she sat up in bed and called my name, but I didn't respond. She asked me what I was doing, but I didn't answer her. Then she looked over my bed and saw me under the covers sleeping peacefully. When she looked back across the room, the other me was gone. Hmm. Yeah, don't stay in haunted hotels. <laughs> Probably not best call. No. Probably not the best call. Number five, what are you talking about? He's right there. I woke up in the middle of the night and heard a noise downstairs. When I walked out of my room, I saw my dad in the hallway downstairs. He was sort of slumped over, and he was opening the front door. I just stood there and watched him as he walked outside and sat on the sidewalk. I watched him through the window. He was just sitting there, staring up at a tree. There was no expression on his face. He looked really pale, almost translucent. I got scared and went to my parents' room to wake up my mom. I asked her my dad why my dad was sitting outside. What are you talking about? He's right here. I looked over and my dad was lying asleep in the bed beside her. It still terrifies me when I think about it. Hmm. As it should. Yeah. <laughs> I love these. I don't know why I love these. I love these. <laughs> it's so creepy to... Because if that happened to you, like, what what the hell would you do? All right. And we, we had it out. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we already we already talked about this. When <laughs> <sighs> it starts happening, we're going to be like, shit, we brought it on ourselves. <laughs> no, no, no. Number six, grade school doppelganger. This happened to me when I was in third grade. It scared me so much I started crying and had to go to the office to talk to the principal about it. I was in the hallway. My friend came walking out of the classroom to my right. He passed right in front of me, and we said hi to each other before we headed down the stairs. About 20 seconds later, because as a kid you have your handy-dandy stopwatch on you, we walked out of the same classroom, passed in front of me, and headed down the stairs. I just stared at him, confused and afraid. He stared back at me with a puzzled expression on his face. So he came out, and then he came out again? Okay, so yeah, so his big friend came out, they high-fived, his friend kept walking, and then his friend comes out of the class again. Hmm. And it's like, obvious. I mean, you're not going to be able to find that other person. No. So it's like, what? And, and that time it actually interacted, because all of these other stories, it's just like you saw it. Except for the one that's, the ones that smile. Yeah. This first one was like, hey, what's up? And like, they slapped hands, so like, they actually touched each other. Hmm. Hmm. Weird. Slap hands. Slap hands. Yeah, the duality. It's like, yeah. So what? Is, so what is it? There's so many different. I mean, it could be a spirit. It could be you can meet your actual other self. I don't know. It doesn't necessarily have that negativity attached. That's so weird. Number seven: green shirt and denim jeans. One day, I was home alone, lying on the couch, taking a nap. I heard the garage door slam, and my brother's wa- and my brother walked in. The weird thing about it was that my brother didn't say a word he just turned his head and smiled at me it was very strange unnerving smile he was grinning from ear to ear my brother always the hole frowning his way through life i making <laughs> i thought it was odd i mean your brother can't be happy like 
It's always that grinning ear to ear thing that I'm like, this must be like a weird fireworks. Yeah. Like a like a obnoxiously strange smile. Out of nowhere smile. Uh-huh. Like they never they never do this. Yeah. Their mouth doesn't form like that. I just thought that they were very into themselves and listening to sad music all the time and that that was the impression that they gave. What? The older brother <laughs> All of these siblings that apparently don't smile at their oh, siblings. Yeah. So back to the story. I thought it was odd, but didn't think too much more about it. I hadn't seen my brother all day and noticed he was wearing a green shirt and denim jeans. Three hours later, my parents came home and my brother was with them. I turned to my mom and said, but he was here a few hours ago. My mother gave me a strange look. I just picked him up, she said. He hasn't been home all day. And what my brother was wearing? Of course, a green shirt and denim jeans. Mm. I think he came home, dipped out, met his girlfriend. Yeah, he did. Or his sure. pot dealer. Saw the brother at home, like, hey, a, don't say nothing. Yeah. You know, that's why he was smiling. He just he just had a dupe. Feeling good. <laughs> Came home to get some water, you know, clear himself up, went back to school. Why are you so happy? Went back to school, mom picked him up. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, because the brother wouldn't cop to that either. Depending. Yeah. That's still super super strange. Mommy is floating, number eight. Oh god. <laughs> A terrible intro. Oh, this one's from a parent. When my son was two years old, he would often get up in the morning and wander around the house before my wife and I were awake. One morning when I woke up, I came downstairs to find him standing in the kitchen. He was pointing at something and laughing. I asked him what was he pointing at and he said... Run away. (laughs) Run. And he said, Mommy is floating in the kitchen. Oh. I didn't think much about it at the time, but an hour later my wife came downstairs she said she had just woken up from a very strange dream. In the dream, she found herself floating out of her body and remembered floating downstairs into the kitchen. Hmm. So that one, that's actually a fresh take on this. That's an out-of-body experience. That's like a cross. That's a crossover. Him seeing something that she's dreaming. Hmm. Hmm. Thin veils. Thin veils. Thin veils. <laughs> Number nine, who was that guy? I was 24 and worked in an office. One morning, my alarm didn't go off and I overslept. When I woke up, I was already 30 minutes late for work. I got dressed as fast as I could and raced to the office, worried that I'd be fired for being late. I made it to the office, parked my car, and ran into the building. As I stepped off the elevator, I noticed people giving me a weird look. Everyone was staring at me. I started to panic because it was as if they all knew I was going to be fired or something. When I saw my desk, things started to go from weird to terrifying. Someone was sitting in my cubicle, typing on the computer. It was a man. He turned his head and looked over his shoulder. Our eyes met, and I felt the blood freeze in my veins. The man sitting at the desk was me. He had the same clothes, same hair, same face. He looked at me, startled, and then started to frantically pack up his papers. As I was walking towards him, he suddenly darted out of the cubicle and ran around the corner. I ran after him, hoping to catch him. But as I turned the corner, there was nobody there. Even worse, everyone was looking at me like I was crazy. I checked the entire office, but there was no trace of him. I asked my workmates, who calls them workmates? Is that an English thing? I think so. I was going to say, I think that's... All right, okay. That gets a pass then. We call them co-workers here. Co-workers. That makes makes sense. Mates. That's why, yeah. Mm -hmm. They all said my desk had been empty all morning. They hadn't seen anyone. 
I felt like I was going crazy because no one else saw the guy who looked exactly like me sitting at my desk. The way he ran away, it was as if he were doing something he shouldn't have been doing. I went out to the bathroom and splashed some water on my face. I remember looking at the reflection in the mirror and feeling very uneasy at the sight of it. This was one of the creepiest moments of my life. I quit my job at the end of the week and never went back. It's been years since that incident, but I still find looking at my own reflection in a mirror strangely unsettling. Mm. I was Poor guy. About, I was about to give the guy credit. Maybe he was just trying to help him out. Like, oh man, bro's gonna be late. I gotta help him out, so I'll get there. And then when he's there, future me is gonna make. You know, we're gonna save him. Yeah, save. he's gonna get fired, and then his whole life from here is gonna go because of this one thing. So I'm gonna get there and help him out. Mm-hmm. But then nobody else saw him. So, but he said that when he approached work that everybody was looking at him crazy so i wonder, right. if, that, wonder if that was just in his head i don't know like that was yeah that was what got me was they're looking at him like he's showing up when he shouldn't have but like then when he went him. back and asked everybody they're like no we didn't see anybody there yeah unless maybe when he was gone the memory of him being there went with him oh man so many rules so many rules yeah that's what that we don't know yeah oh who can do what all right, the last story, number 10, dad's double. My dad used to work the night shift. He had to get up at 3 a.m. every morning to go to work. That's not the night shift. I worked that shift. That's not the night shift. The night shift is... Like 11 to 7 or something like that usually? Graveyard? Uh, that's, that's graveyard. Graveyard. Yeah, night shift is like 2 to 10. P.m. to yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, these, these persons... <laughs> Semantics. Will, Clearly, clearly not been in the workforce. I would sometimes wake up and go downstairs to give him a hug before he left. One morning, when I was about four years old, I got to the bottom of the stairs and noticed that the front door was standing ajar. When I opened it, I saw my father walking down the driveway to his truck. He was dressed in his work uniform. I called out to him and asked if he'd come back and give me a hug before he left. He slowly turned around and just stared at me. He was giving me such a strange look that I started to get scared. I began crying and asking him what was wrong. He didn't answer and just kept walking towards me. Just before he reached me, I felt a pair of arms grab me from behind. I turned around and freaked out when I saw my father behind me. He was dressed in his work uniform and was staring at his doppelganger. The double took one look at my dad and ran down the driveway. My dad pulled me into the house and locked the door. I would have dismissed this as just my overactive four-year-old imagination, but my father also witnessed it. He refuses to talk about it, but my mom told me he was so freaked out that he didn't go to work that day and just spent the day reassuring him that he wasn't nuts. How do you not go after that? Obviously, this because if he was in your house... You gotta think, though. You got your kid there. Yeah. So then it's like, I agree. Push him inside, run after the guy. But that's the thing. He was already in there once. Yeah. So maybe you go out after him. He already doubled around the house and is mm. going back in the house after your kid. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Catch 22. Oh, man. But if you're quick enough, if you stay ready, you know, sleep with shoes on, you ain't got to get ready. Dip out. <laughs> if, if you can catch him, then... Pop up and get after him. You good, but... Huh. Strange. All right, Jordan. So that's 14 stories of doppelgangers. Wide selection, mm-hmm. a lot of different kinds of events. Yeah, how do you feel about it? Um, it, just, it feels like it's it feels like it's a couple of things. Like you know that, that I mean that it's a real thing. Like that you there's actually other people out there that look like you, mm-hmm. and that's and that that just makes sense. Having to run into somebody else 
that looks almost exactly like you doesn't doesn't strike me as crazy unlikely but unlikely again not crazy yeah, yeah that it's that it's bound to happen at some mm-hmm. at some point um but then there's the stories that we had that are more like um that just seems like a something else entirely like an entity or like a i mean they never really besides the guy who who the kid who got the high five they didn't really make no nobody really made contact right. with them right so it's hard to say what kind of like plane these things would exist on or what they are or what their purpose is yeah they all seem to well okay most of them seem to have like an independence mm-hmm. about them it wasn't like just a reflection or Mm-mm. Like the 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 Johan one was like an outlier where it was just doing its thing and you saw him and it was gone. Yeah. Whereas the rest of them, there was at least some kind of interaction where they were either doing something independently of their doppelganger or they were yeah you you'd at least get a smile or them to look at you. Yeah. Yeah. Then so your brother would walk by you and mm-hmm. smile and then and not say anything and then walk by you again and slam a, a door later. and then disappear. Yeah. Did he flush himself? <laughs> <laughs> he just popped into like a, like a Disney movie, just like swirled around a bunch. Um, yeah, that's that's a little, that sounds a little bit more malicious, a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, our, our speed. <laughs> Why we're doing this? If you had to lean, okay, so okay, first off, doppelgangers, other than a real person, mm-hmm. yes or no? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say yes too. Yeah, strangely enough. I mean, not that I've experienced it myself, mm-hmm. but there's. I know that there's a lot of s- stories, I mean, you know, beyond that, that mm-hmm. people have strange interactions like that and then mm-hmm. seeing doubles. Yep. Or, so then, That seems to happen a little too often for my uh, comfort level to be. Right. So if we, so we are on board with doppelgangers, then mm-hmm. it's which, where are they coming from? So... Do you lean on some kind of spiritual double that just exists and sometimes it warns you of, hey, bad crap's about to happen? Mm-hmm. Or is it a malicious spirit that's just taking that form? Yeah. Because it has no imagination? Are we talking uh, uh, time? I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to split time and dimension. Yeah. So we got, it could be just a future glimpse or past glimpse in time or alternate dimension. I feel like it's all of it. All of it? Yep. And I feel like the, they're almost all, I mean, at least in between those kinds of happenings, so they're all somewhat standalone. Like they're all different. They have different effects. There's different things taking place, different potential origins the malicious ones I don't necessarily see as like an alternate us, but more potentially maybe a spirit of something or, you know, a haunting or a, a demon apparition, if you will. But, um, I'm never, I'm, not, I'm never going to rule out the, uh, the alternate universes, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think that, you know, if you're seeing another, another version of your sister or something like that in another, across a plane that 
they would be just sitting there smiling at you like a weirdo. Right. On your roof. Yeah, maybe you know, potentially try to interact with you or something like that. That would be something else. But So it's hard to say. Well, an actual physical thing is hard for me just because all of these, a lot of these, it's you turned around. And it's gone. Or you, you break your vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it's yeah, gone. Yeah, you break your line of sight and it's done. That's the one rule about all of this. Don't blink or look away. Yep. Don't do it. Yeah, the office one is the craziest to me because I'm not sure how close this guy is supposed to be over this dude's shoulder when he sees him, his other self, in the cubicle. Right, like wouldn't you like shoulder check the person or something? Yeah, if, like the guy, if the guy stands up and runs out of your cubicle. Like, I'm not saying you, you like haul off and like hit him in the face. I mean, I probably would. But you could at least like shoulder check the guy yeah. or be like, what the hell, man? You come eye to eye with somebody who looks like it's like taking over your life. You're not going to stop and ask questions he thought before he took it runs the, around the corner? He thought he took the blue pill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, where we're, it's just the Matrix. It's just the Matrix. I mean... Faulty code. Th- we haven't talked about it, but it's a legitimate discussion in Doppelgangers. Oh, really? Repeating code. If, if, you, if you subscribe to the Matrix theory, mm-hmm. that it's just a glitch in the system. Or, like, like yeah. like it, And it kind of overlaps into time a little bit. I was going to say, I feel like that plays on our perception yeah. of time, too. You, so. you were supposed to level up to the next day, but you... It glitched and you're repeating the day but you're already in the system for it yeah yeah too many fun possibilities there i feel like but um majority of those being creepy interactions those sound more like like i said like some sort of like i don't know i wouldn't go as far as ghost but potentially ghost entity uh what do they call it when like a malicious force takes up a poltergeist yeah something you know we get there's so many different terms i guess you could use around that i'm going demon another yeah i definitely feel like the smilers are demons <laughs> demons that the complacent ones maybe just not maybe out of time stuck out of time or something like that i'm, I'm gonna say demon but I, I will say possibly a little bit of out of body experience Potentially, yeah. When other people are seeing it, yeah. Definitely. Especially if you have a link of like, I remember doing like I was asleep and seeing this. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my god! If you had like deja vu of something and then you ended up, if that had repeated itself, in a way, or somebody already saw you do that, that's that's the crazy thing is when people like think see they see you or something like that, and then you, you show up later on and you're like, no, no, no. <laughs> sure was it? No, was it Subway? Yeah. And no, nobody ever really seems that affected by it, unless they're sure that they, you know, maybe if they interacted with you, that'd be... I want to yeah. see one of those stories. They had an interaction with this thing, and then you mm-hmm. show up later on, and you're like, what the hell are you talking about? Mm-hmm. That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. Yeah. We need some of those. Send them in, people. I'm sure it's happened to somebody out there. Yeah. I know that there's got to be some doppelganger stories For out sure. there. For sure. And even if you don't have a doppelganger story, you have another kind. You saw a UFO. You saw a Bigfoot. Yeah. You stayed at a haunted place. Yeah. Anything. Anything. You, you had a bad experience with the Ouija board. First off, don't use that anymore. Please. Not great. For your sake and ours. Yep. Don't do it. We, yep. And tell us what happened. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's just... I don't know why or why that was created in the first place. I know that was. I know it dates back a long time and was probably used by mystics and people who felt like they could potentially control it. I know, but, but that's another episode. I'll tell you off air. Okay. We'll get there. I've listened to so many... <laughs> 
so many. But like, why? Well, who wants? Why do you? Why? Why tempt it? Yeah, you're playing with fire. Yep, literally. Sorry, I'm cool. Never. I'm cool. Not that we judge you that have. We just strongly suggest you reconsider. Mm-hmm. But if you've had experiences with that or anything, you've been probed. Yeah. You saw your double. We know it was uncomfortable, but we need your. We need you to share your. Experience. I know. I know we kid on here, but we're not going to make fun of you. No. I want that to be clear. I know we kid. We're not going to make fun of you for your story. Yeah. Um, and if that's keeping anyone from telling telling us what happened, please don't let that. We're we are kind people. At least we try very hard. We just want to reiterate and then evaluate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would like this to be like a regular segment of like every episode. We've got some kind of listener story to tell. Yes. People. Like like at the beginning ten minutes, it's that's what it is. Because the more that's the that's the goal. Yep. Yep. And like I said, we can do this anonymously, or if you don't want to be anonymous about it, we can even get your voice on here. Yeah. Whatever you want to do, whatever you're more comfortable with. More interaction, more yep. fun. Yep. But that does it for me. Jordan, you got next week. I do. What you got cooking? I don't know yet. No? I'm working on it. You better get rolling on it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it going. clock's ticking. You got a week. No, no. I got you. No, I got us. That's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. I've I've been re... The last couple have been, like, really fun for me. So I'm, like, re... A little reinvigorated. I had a little slump there for a minute. I felt like... I just feel like maybe the way I was reading a couple of them off, I just... uh, unmotivating for myself i suppose just felt a little down on myself about how the episode was going probably a couple of the ones that i've done myself but we're having a good time so do you listen to them yeah oh you do i mean i haven't it's i haven't listened for recently for, yeah but yeah okay I was just curious because sometimes I feel that way. Yeah. And then when I go back in the editing, I'm like, no, I, I it's know. always better than I thought it was. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. But I'm like, and you, it gets mostly because you do a good job with the editing. Oh, thank you. So, um, but yeah, we're gonna. It's gonna be good. Cool. It'll be good. Try to do something that we haven't done recently in a while. So good. Talk All right. Him. Well, that does it for this week, guys. Stay safe during Corona. Yes, please. Be kind to all. We'll look out for people because stuff's crazy right now. Whether Definitely. it's racial tension, whether it's just government tension, or whether it's coronavirus. So many big things going on right now. But just just look out for your look out for your people. Try to stay positive. Yeah. Keep learning. Keep growing. This is the best time to learn. Yeah. Stuff you don't know. Whether it's somebody else's perspective, trying to grow in that regard, mm-hmm. or literally anything, because we got free time. nothing but sitting on our butts right now. Yeah. So, with that, I think that does it. Until next week, everybody, stay Stay toasty. toasty.